let's bring him in now. This man is preparing for the upcoming NFL draft. Former University of Wisconsin linebacker Chris Orr. Chris, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. So, Chris, the combine is next week, the NFL combine. But unfortunately for you, you didn't get the invite. Does that motivate you more, give you a chip on your shoulder? Your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. You know, it definitely gives me a chip on my shoulder. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be sitting here lying to you if, I, if it didn't, that it didn't. But um, it, it definitely motivates me a lot. Um, you know, that's that's a goal that you have when you're up and coming through high school, um, through college. You, you have the goal and the dream of, you know, being on that stage and being able to showcase what you could do. But, you know, unfortunately, I didn't get that invite. But it, all, it, all it's doing is adding more fuel to my fire, which is already burning hot. When you found out that you didn't get the invite, what was your mindset? Um, I, I just I just put my head down and said, you know what? Then I'm just gonna have to show everybody what they was missing um, on pro day. No, it wasn't. It, it it's not the uh, biggest deal to me. You know that I didn't get it, but you know it definitely added some some extra motivation for sure, without a doubt. Because you know it's just something that I pretty much been going through my entire career of people, you know, doubting me and or whatever the case is. So it, it was nothing new to me, to be honest. But you know, I definitely felt like you know I was one of those top guys um, at my position in the in the country and deserve a spot there. Does the doubts, like you said, you said you've been doubted throughout your whole career, throughout your whole life when it comes to playing football. That Those doubts, that's the thing that kind of keeps you going, keep, that fuels you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, without a doubt, um, it, it actually puts some confidence in me because it's comfortable, to be honest. It's comfortable for me to get doubted. Um, it's, just, it's just extra motivation. You know, I used to, when I was younger, I used to listen to what everybody was saying, how I wasn't going to be nearly as good as my brothers. and None of us was going to reach the level of my father, um, that I was going to be the worst one. You know, like people telling me this to my face. So, you know, it's, it's, it's always been extra motivation for me. I've always had a couple bags of chips on my shoulder. For sure. And that's never a bad thing. So for those who said you wouldn't be good as your father, did you want to smack him in the face at times? <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, when they first when they first said that, for sure, because you know you would you would hear it from people that you, you know least expected to hear it from. You know, some, some some close friends, maybe even some like friends of the family. Um, you you wouldn't expect them to be doubting you like that. You would expect them to be rooting for you. So, um, those those are the ones that probably got you the most. But when it was people that didn't even know you, or whatever the case was, people that was really just either trying to talk some trash or, or bring you down from the outside without even knowing you, you know, that, that never bothered me too much, but it definitely added motivation. But, you know, when it was somebody a little closer to home, um, yeah, yeah, that definitely, that definitely got you a little bit. So you talk about the doubts, and some people talk about your size, your inside linebacker on the next level, you're six foot, 225 pounds. Some people say you might be a little too small for the inside. What do you say to those some people? Uh, I mean, I just I just tell them, you know, some of the some of the greatest linebackers of all time were quote unquote undersized, uh, and also, you know, I, I just came from playing in the best conference in the nation, you know, the with the, with the best offensive linemen. 
and I showed that you know I can play with the best of them. So I, it's honestly not an issue for me, to be honest. Um, I know what I can do on that field. It's on tape. If you put me out there, you know I'm definitely gonna make plays for you. We're talking to former Wisconsin linebacker Chris Orr. So, Chris, we, we look at you now. We look at your season. This season, you got more of an opportunity to rush the quarterback from the inside. Eleven and a half sacks for you this season. Talk about that. Oh uh, yeah, man, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's something that we rep, you know, all off season um, through spring ball and. Uh, fall camp from the inside linebacker position, you know, trying to get to the quarterback. You know, we do one-on-one reps against, you know, our, our guards or our centers and, and, and our running backs. Um, I started to become better and better at it, uh, winning more than I was losing and, and getting to the quarterback. So, you know, our, our D.C. coach Leonard, you know, he just put us in a great position for me to go help make plays, you know, and he thought that I could help us out the most by, you know, adding some pressure. And, you know, I'm just thankful that he allowed me to do that. Do you think you'll have – that opportunity, do you think coaches will use your that particular skill set on the next level? Oh, yeah, I definitely think so. Uh, maybe not as much, maybe not with the same volume because, um, you know, more times than not, you have, like, premier edge rushers, you know, <laughs> at the next level. But, you know, I definitely think that, you know, I, I, they'll definitely want to use me um, in some way to get after the quarterback because, I mean, that's that's the name of the game. You know, how, how can you get to the quarterback? And if you just add another guy that can do that, you know, especially from a different position, I, I think it just helps out a team a lot. So football is in your blood. Your father, Terry, played for the Redskins. Your brother, Nick, he played football. You know, Zach, Zach Orr, mm-hmm. unfortunately his career was cut short, played for the Ravens, mm-hmm. played very well for the Ravens. How much mm-hmm. have you relied on your family? Because you really don't have to go too far in terms of getting advice. So how much have you relied on your family to help you through this process, this draft process? Oh, oh I rely on them uh, heavily. Um, every day, you know, I'm trying to talk to uh, my brother Zach about, you know, what he thinks about me, um, what I need to be doing better, what my film shows, or what I need to be doing well at Pro Day, what what cons does he see? Because I, I know that they're going to be my greatest critics. You know, he's not going to, you know, um, just pat me on the back the entire time. He's he's somebody that's going to be brutally honest with me. And, and it's all out of love. So, I, you know, I appreciate it. But I lean on them heavily. And, and honestly, like, growing up with, like, my father uh, playing in the NFL and, and meeting some of his NFL teammates and stuff like that, I think it's helped me out a lot for this position, too. Because, you know, you just realize that all of it is obtainable. You know, it's not so far-fetched of a dream because you, you get to meet these men that, that actually reached this goal. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been great for me. So I lean on them heavily. So let me ask you this. You, you talked about some of your father's former teammates that you also have, you know, relied on, have talked to. Which one of his former teammates have you kind of bonded with or who's kind of helped you through this process? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, I would say um, leaning on more so the the free-natured spirit of some of his old uh, teammates during this time, you know, it's helped me out a lot. It's helped me clear my mind. Um, every time that I saw them, every time that, you know, we spoke with them, they was always the same guys. They were, they were, they were just regular people. You know, it wasn't like you had to be something more than you were. 
you know, you just had to be you and, and be the best you. So I think, you know, growing up with that and, and, and meeting them and, and talking to them through that is is a few people. Um, I don't even know his real name. Uncle Blue is what we call him. Uh, he's my <laughs> he's my dad's uh, fraternity brother, and he played Not running Wilbur back Marshall. with him at the University of Texas. Huh? Was it Wilbur Marshall? I I, don't, I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know his name. His, his name is Blue to us. Uh, so him, um, Ricky Sanders. Okay. Um, Reggie, Reggie, and Rollo McKenzie. Uh, no, those those are guys that I, I leaned on heavily. Okay. All right. And and you know guys you know who had success in the National Football League. So it's good to have those guys to be able to rely on to be able to talk to to be able to help you through it. So going back to your brother, Zach, sadly, his football career was taken away from him. He had a spinal issue. Ultimately, you would change your number to 54 to honor him. How much Mm -hmm. does his career ending the way it did motivate you? Oh, it it motivates me a lot, man. It, it, it gives me even more reason to never stop, um, never yield, even when I'm, I might be dead, exhausted in workouts, to, to keep working. Um, actually, like where I'm training at, there's a picture of him in there. So anytime that, you know, any kind of little doubt or negativity creeps into my mind, I just look at his picture and it lets me know to keep working. Um, every time I put his jersey on, rather, rather it be for practice or for a game, it, it sparks even an, an even higher sense of urgency. Because I know that you know, I'm not only playing for myself, but I'm also playing for him. Um, he's playing through me, you know, and he's living out the rest of his dream through me. So, you know, I need to do even more than I than I thought I was going to do before. How is your brother? Oh, he's great, man. He's great. He's enjoying, you know, the coaching life, and he loves Baltimore. Um, we we as a, as a family can't appreciate them enough for for taking them in how they did. Man, that was that was that was just amazing. You know, it's truly a, a family atmosphere up there for them to do that for him. But you know, he's he's loving the coaching life, so he he's great. We're talking to former University of Wisconsin linebacker Chris Orso. You mentioned pro day, and uh, you know pro day is coming up for you there. Talk about your goals as you go into pro day. In terms of your forty, in terms of your bench press, where do you want to be in terms? Let's start with your forty. Where do you want to be forty wise at your pro day? Um, I, I just want to shock the I just want to shock the world. You know, I just want to shock you know everybody out there. Whatever they think I'm doing, I want to shatter that number. So you know, what, whatever the case is, you know, I, I don't like necessarily putting one number out there for myself because then I feel like you know you start relaxing if if you get too close to it. But you know, I, I want to hit whatever. Chris Orr can hit at his at his best. You know, whatever okay. is gonna be my peak time. You know, that's what I want to hit, and I, and I wanna I wanna shatter whatever everybody else is thinking of me. So if they thinking I'm going four seven, I want to go four five. So how about four three? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. I think we talking about a position change then. He might so, want me a running back then. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So do you feel because the combine? didn't work out for you, didn't get that invite. Or do you feel like you have to be, like you almost have to show out at your pro day more so maybe than the next guy because of your situation? 
Um, maybe a little bit, but uh, not crazy. Um, I, I would definitely say there is a little bit of uh, added pressure to that because you know it, you only have one opportunity, whereas everybody else or the, those who are at the timeline are getting two opportunities to show what they can do. Um, they're getting like a baseline of like their forties and their five ten fives and stuff. And then if if they don't like the number, you know they can try to improve upon that their pro day. But right. you know at the at, at the end of the day, you know you, you're gonna do what you do. Um, you know I'm I'm gonna try to put on the best show that I can. So you know it's not it's not nothing crazy to me. So obviously the pro day that's gonna be a big day for you, and so that's gonna, and we'll see what happens there as that approaches. So day in and day out, what are you doing in terms? of getting your body ready, getting your mind ready for that pro day? Um, I think the, the biggest thing that I'm doing, you know, just for myself outside of, you know, the workouts and the, and the strict diet and stuff like that, uh, for me personally, it's more so um, visualizing everything. Um, I did that a lot, you know. I do it a lot, you know, during the season, um, even in the off season when you're training, you visualize yourself making plays. Um, when you're watching film, you visualize yourself making these plays that – that present themselves, but, you know, for me right now, you know, I think it's it's a lot of visualizing, um, visualizing the day, visualizing me attacking these drills, visualizing me dominating these drills, and and if you do that, you know, by the time it comes, you know, you're you're confident in there, and it feels like you've done it before. So you can vividly see, in terms of vision, your pro day being A1. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, all right. Hey, if you can see it, you could you could achieve it. So that, that's a beautiful Without thing. Without a doubt. <laughs> so let me ask you this. I mean, your father played football. Your brothers played football. You kind of see the physical toll that it took on their bodies. Does that make you mm-hmm. on some level pause a little bit in terms of thinking about playing on the next level, playing in the NFL, just the pain, just the, 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 the things that they put their body through? Um, you know what? Not really. Uh, not at all, to be honest. Um, you know, for me, I kind of take the approach that, you know, I, I know exactly what I'm signing up for. You know, everybody knows what they're signing up for when you put those, those shoulder pads on, when you, put, when you strap that helmet up, you know what you're signing up for. Um, and, and that's why you work um, yourself. You push your body to the limit every single day uh, in the off season, you know, to build that armor, you know, so you can handle these blows and and whatever the case is, but at the same time, some some things you just can't control. But um, no, it, it it never it never made me pause or think or anything like that. You know, this is it's always been a violent game. You know, it'll it'll always be that way. Um, no matter what, you know, you're gonna come away uh, with bumps and bruises. You know, maybe uh, even a step further than that. But you, you know exactly what what you're signing up for. So, if going back to your father, Terry Orr, played with the Redskins won two Super Bowl titles with the Washington Redskins. Do you remember any of his career? Um, I was too young. So, for me, it was, what was crazy for me is, like, I kind of, growing up, I would see his, you know, he, we had his jerseys framed and stuff, and I would see them. But I think the craziest part was, like, seeing, like, the America's Game or, like, the Redskins okay. documentaries that he had up in there. So, um, seeing those and then asking them about it because if 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 you grew up in our house and if we didn't ask them or if we didn't go and dig up the VCR tapes and or see them on TV, 
you wouldn't have known he played football. You know, all he had to do was take his jersey down, and, right. and you wouldn't have known he played football. Um, so I think he set a great example as far as how humble you need to be as a as a as a football player in the NFL. But yeah, it was it was kind of a crazy perspective for me. I was like I was going through history as I was growing up. You know, the more and more I started to understand about the game, the more digging I did of, of his career, the more I would see him on TV. Then next thing you know, like some of my friends are sending me videos of them looking at him score a touchdown on the little documentary series that they have on one of the Super Bowl teams. So, you know, it's it's, it's a blessing. For sure, for sure. So we, you know, I talked to you before this interview your favorite Redskin isn't even your father. Who is your favorite Washington Redskin? <laughs> <laughs> it's Sean Taylor, man. It's Sean Taylor, without a doubt. <laughs> How did that happen? Um, man, just when he was when he was playing, you know, that was kind of like my prime football years. You know, that's when I was in little league and pee wee football. You know, playing and. That's that's when you start to look up to people and you try to emulate their game and you know he was somebody that that I definitely tried to emulate you know how physical he was how really there was no flaw in his game now, that's that's something that you wanna that you wanna achieve um, but yeah yeah it was de- it was definitely Sean Taylor you know just his his violence um, the way he attacked the ball when it was in the air it was it was almost like the best um, game plan for him was to run away from him or throw away from him. For sure. Is there a player other than Sean Taylor that you emulate at the linebacker position? Maybe your brother? Oh yeah, for sure. Um I kind of I kind of combine a lot of people to be honest. Um depending on like the situation or or whatever the case is, but I try to embody as many different um great backers as I can. Um first of all with my brother, you know, for sure a majority of my game is is modeled after him because he did the same thing too. I mean, he didn't kind of try to fit uh, one linebacker's mold, but he kind of tried to emulate uh, many different guys. But, you know, it, it would go my brother, um, Mike Singletary, Ernie Mills, um, Levante David. Okay. Ooh, list going to go on. Um, <clears throat> even, even, some of the, even some of the current guys like Devin Bush, Drew Tranquil, um, Eric Kendricks. For sure, Eric Kendricks. Um, yeah, there's, there's there's many guys, man, that I, that I, that I would just love to take some piece of their game and put it into mine, like Chris Borland, okay, um, Mark Barron, um, Corey Littleton, uh, Deion Jones, for sure, Deion Jones, Luke Keekley, I think this is cerebralness. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, it's, it's as many people as I can. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna be everybody, but but when it's all said done, <laughs> 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 we're talking the former University of Wisconsin linebacker Chris Orr. So you're Wisconsin Badgers. How, how yeah. do you see them moving forward? How do you see them next season? They're gonna be great, man. <laughs> They're gonna be great. You know, they're going to take it a, another step higher than, than what we did this past season. And, you know, honestly, that, that'll that mean the world to me. They're going to crack that playoff mode. Okay. All right. Guaranteed? 
<laughs> Guaranteed. No, I'm standing okay. on. I'm standing on my word. I'm standing on my badges. <laughs> okay, for sure. How was your time at Wisconsin? You know, Madison, Wisconsin, a little different than Texas, where you're from. Oh, so yeah. how was it? Oh man, it was it was great. Um, I think the best thing about being in Madison for me was the fact that I could play big time football. You know, you can play football on a national scale, but you know, outside of that, you know, it felt like a small town. You know, like people could actually know me for me and not just my jersey number, not just my stats. People actually knew who I was, um, and that that was the best. That's the best thing about Madison, because you know, at some point, you definitely need to escape the lights and. There's nothing better than to be able to talk to somebody and them wanting to talk to you for you or actually know you as opposed to just trying to hurry up and get a picture with you or whatever the case is. Right. So my time in Madison was, was amazing. Man, I made some lifelong friends, um, people that I can call my brothers uh, for sure, um, people that you know I, I would never hesitate to do anything for, and, and, I, and I know it's the same way back to me. So it, it was great for me. Let me ask you this. I mean, going back to your family for a moment, that or blood, that or blood seems to produce NFL caliber players. What is mm-hmm. it with the or blood that that produces an NFL caliber player? What is it? I don't even I don't even know, man. Uh, honestly, I think this I think the thing that's in our blood is uh, is an extremely high work ethic, an extremely hard work ethic, um, because if you, even if you look at my dad, you know, my dad wasn't like a freakish athlete. He was just an extremely smart football player. He worked hard, and, and he ended up playing in the league for nine years and won two Super Bowls. Um, my brother wasn't like a freak athlete. He got more athletic when he got into the NFL, actually, which is crazy. Um, but, you know, all of that is is a product of, the, of his hard work. You know, so I think that um, the thing that's in our blood, the thing that all of us carry is it's an extremely hard work ethic. Okay. So, looking at, I mean, do you pay attention? I know you said you, you know, you kind of pay attention to when people doubt you or when you see things about people who who knock you on some level. Have you paid attention to any of the mock drafts that are out there? Do you stay away from those things? How do you handle that? I mean, I mean, I definitely look at them a little bit, but at the same time, you take them with a grain of salt because. You know, these aren't like the the GMs or the or the scouts or the coaches. You know, sending these things out. So you you have to understand that as well. But it it also gives you a some type of idea of um, where people think your 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 talent level is or, or where they would take you in their draft. So you know, it's it's a, it's it's fun. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's not the end all be all. But okay, it, it definitely adds motivation sometimes when when you look at certain lists and. No, it, it it can it can it can definitely add some motivation for you. Let me ask you this: I mean, you recently got engaged. Did you meet your wife mm-hmm. there at Wisconsin? Um, actually, what's crazy is that we met through a mutual friend in okay. Wisconsin. So, um, one of my good friends up in Wisconsin, um, and her friend. Okay, this is gonna sound weird. <laughs> My friend's friend was her roommate. And that's how we My met. My friend's Crazy. friend. Okay, roommate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, when's the wedding? 
<laughs> we don't even know yet, man. Uh, we don't even have a, a date picked out or anything like that. I just I know it's uh, at the earliest next year, but you know we, we definitely don't even have a date picked out or anything. Um, okay. she's, she's been she's been she's been amazing with just supporting me, and um, she knows that this is a, a hectic time, so we kind of just relaxing right now on on all the planning and stuff until you know we figure out what's what's going to be going on here in April. Don't wait too long. Don't wait too long. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we not. We not. <laughs> we not. So, end of the day. End of the day. Why mm-hmm. should anyone, anybody, any team give Chris Orr an opportunity? Oh, man, that's that's easy, man. I think a team should give me opportunities because, um, you know, I pride myself on my love for the game of football. You know, I think this is something that I'll be doing for the rest of my life. You know, that's in some way, form, uh, shape, or fashion, you know, I'm going to be having my hands on football. Um, and then and then the other thing is um, you're not going to meet many people that uh, have the same attitude as me, somebody that's as courageous as me but, but puts the work behind it as well. And, and – and I truly love football. You know, a lot of people say they love football, but um, you know, I've, I've been through adversity with this game. I had my fair share of pain with this game, and you know, my love has done nothing but going up for it. And um, because of that, you know, there, there's not nothing that I wouldn't do for my teammates. There's not nothing that I wouldn't do for my team. Um, everywhere that I go, you know, I try to embrace that community. Being 20 miles away from, 20 hours away from uh, home, and and going up to Madison and, and treating it like like it was home because it is, you know, embracing that community. I mean, you, you just go get an all-around uh, great guy. You know, you're going to get somebody that's going to work their tail off uh, for you on the field, somebody that's going to work their tail off in the, in the film room, in the weight room, somebody that's going to work their tail off to be the best teammate, and uh, somebody that's going to work their tail off to be the, the best model that they can in the community. So you talk about adversity. You tore your ACL a few years ago. What talk about mm-hmm. that process in terms of rehabbing and get yourself back to where you wanted to be. Talk about that process. Uh, Was there a lot of dark days during that rehab? Oh uh, man, yeah, there 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 were some dark days, man. It it, it definitely gets rough. Um and what's crazy is that probably nobody uh nobody probably knows that outside of like my family. Um because, you know, whenever they whenever people saw me, you know, I tried to make sure I always kept a smile up. Um, but yeah, man, it, it can get dark in there, man. It was, it was tough. You know, first of all, when I first got the news, you know, my heart just shattered, you know, not even thinking about like necessarily the injury, the rehab process and all that, everything that it was going to take to play football, but, uh, more so just knowing that when you hear that, you just know that you um, lost your season. You just know that your season is over. And, you know, that was, that was, that was what the, that was the most heartbreaking thing to uh, hear and, and know. And that was my reality now. But, yeah, man, getting up early, you know, getting up at like 4.30, uh, getting into the stadium. Um, many times it was just me in there doing rehab by myself with our athletic trainers. Um, and then after that, you know, you, you shower, change, get up, go to meetings. You go watch practice. You try to help out as much as you can. Um, I can't thank my D.C. that year enough and my position coach, uh, Justin Wilcox. Um, he He kind of helped me develop more as a football player you know he helped boost my football IQ so much by allowing me basically to be a assistant linebacker coach for the for the year um I was you know charting plays during the game I I had a headset every game a couple games I was in the booth um 
I was breaking down film for him during the week. You know, all of that helped me develop more as a football player. But, yeah, man, it, it takes a lot of hard work, and it, and it definitely takes a strong mind um, to come back from that ACL injury. I'm on your Twitter account, Chris underscore, I guess that's Guap, right? G-U-W-A-P? <laughs> yeah, Guap. <laughs> oh, Guap, okay. And, and I'm seeing yeah. Matthew 23:12. What mm-hmm. does that particular verse, chapter and verse, is that who you are? That sums up who you are? I, I can read it for those oh, who yeah, exalt sure. themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves mm-hmm. will be exalted. Is that something you live oh. by? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, growing up, my dad always taught us, uh, me and my brothers, you know, a saying that he used to always tell us was that, you know, if you're doing something great, you would never have to tell me. You would never have to tell anybody else. Somebody else would tell me and somebody else would tell somebody else. So there's no need for you to talk about yourself. There's no need for you to try to boost yourself up and and, and run your mouth about yourself at all. Because if, if you're truly doing great, you know, somebody else is going to be doing the talking for you. Um, and you know that that verse kind of goes hand in hand with that with that saying, and, and I truly believe it. You know, to my heart, I truly believe that's who I am, because um, there's there's not anybody that you know, I'll meet. And if you stop me and, and you say you want to talk to me, you know, we we can talk for three hours or however long. You know, you, you're gonna get my full undivided attention. Um, you're gonna get you know everything out of me for for however long you want to talk. So, you know, I, I kind of try to live my life that way because. No, you never know the effect that you might have on people. Like when I when I tore my ACL, I did a lot of um, volunteering. I was already doing some, but I had the opportunity to do more. I mean, at, at Wisconsin, um, every Friday we would go to the children's hospital and, and go visit some of the patients there. And you know, it's just crazy. You never know how much you can truly impact somebody's lives by just by just having a conversation with them. You know, because of the position that you're in. And, you know, that, that just opened my eyes so much more to, you know what, you just need to be you. People need to see you, see you for who you are. Um, you don't need to try to big-time anybody. Like, what's the point? At the end of the day, you know, you're, you're flesh and bones just like they are. Um, the same way that you could maybe play football better than somebody, they might get to do a Rubik's Cube faster than you, whatever the case is. You know, everybody has different talents. But, you know, you'll never know that if you don't give everybody the opportunity to talk to you. I'm also on your Twitter account, and, and I see you with a young lady. Is that T-Boz? No, that's your fiancé, right? Yeah, yeah, that's my fiancé. Is it in my header? Yes. Yeah, that's my fiancé. <laughs> she looks like T-Boz a little <laughs> bit from PLC. <laughs> so, that's funny. So, fans... <laughs> Make sure you support this man's journey. Hit him up on Twitter at Chris underscore Guwap. That's Chris yep. underscore Guwap. Also hit him up on his Instagram. Same thing, Chris underscore Guwap. And support all the great things going on with former University of Wisconsin linebacker Chris Orr. Chris, man, mm-hmm. absolute pleasure talking to you. Wish you nothing but the best moving forward. We'd love to do it again once you get that, you know, once you get that name called. Oh, yeah, yeah. We could definitely do that. For sure. Definitely do that. Real quick, one more thing before we get out of here. So, on the next level, do you see mm-hmm. yourself maybe starting out special teams? Or do you see yourself maybe starting right away in a situation? Man, I'm, 
I'm going to go wherever they tell me to go, to be honest. Um, if they need me to come in and, and step up and start immediately, you know, I'm going to do that to the best of my abilities. If not, and then I'm going to be a special teams demon hunting people down. So, you know, <laughs> what, whatever they need, whatever they want me to do, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Appreciate it, man. Nothing but the best to you. All right. Thank you.